DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And there's no annual contract. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I want to be the best. I want to be the best. Simple as playing. That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Welcome back, everybody, to episode five of Clutch Talk, the basketball podcast. Today, we got a special guest. We got Michael Denzel. Go ahead and let let him know what's up. What's going on? Glad to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On episode five today, we're going to talk about the winners and the losers of the trade deadline. And we're not going to talk about every trade, but just the major trades. So, with no further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. So, the first trade we got is a trade between the Cavs and the Pistons. So, the Pistons traded away Andre Drummond, and the Pistons got Brandon Knight and John Henson, and Golden State's 2023 second-round pick. 23. What do you think? Who who you think is the winner now? What you got? Uh, I mean, I love me some Brandon Knight, but he's been on a downhill spiral. Uh, Andre Drummond, he's a beast. I'd say, see, it's hard to say for me. Because you can go both ways. You can go who has the most potential and it's not. But then you can also go, you know, two for one pick. You know, who was it? Uh, they got John Henson and Brandon Knight. See, John Henson, I, I believe he has some up his sleeve. I think he has a lot of potential, but that's about the only one. Yeah. So I'd say they got the upper side of the trade. Okay, okay. See, I, I would say I would say the Cavs, only because they got... Andre Drummond basically for nothing. Yeah. Brandon Knight, like how you said, down world, down world sprout his career. He's averaging yeah. five points. John Henson, five points, four rebounds. Yeah. But then again, John Henson is young. Yeah. But the Man, Cavs, the Cavs the got. Cavs need a whole new fucking team. They they need a whole <laughs> new team. I agree. <laughs> See the Cavs, yeah, they did add Andre Andre, which is eighteen points per game and sixteen rebounds, leading the league in rebounds. So I mean, that's I guess that's a plus. But yeah. they they had Tristan in there. They had Kevin Love. I really don't understand. Why each team did that trade? Right. To be honest, I don't. I don't get that. I think they need to get rid of Tristan. They they need to get yeah. rid of Tristan. They, they're not. They don't need him. You know, it's like Drummond here, Kevin Love. Like, especially with Drummond there, he's gonna he's gonna outshine Tristan. Yeah. No offense, but it's true. I think Tristan need to go to the Celtics. I said this on the last podcast because they're in win now the mode and they need a center. Yeah, I can see him on the Celtics, but who would the Celtics give up? That's the question. That'd be yeah. That would be tough. Uh, for the next next trade, we got a trade between. The Hawks and the Kings, but not the not the trade we're thinking of. This is the Dwayne Dedman and the 2020 second-round pick and the 2020 first-round pick. That's who the Hawks got. And the Kings got Jabari Parker and Alex Lynn. All right, so I, I fuck with Jabari. I love Jabari. I think he's a great player, and I think he's going to do really well. However, the first and the second-round pick for 2020, that's, that's the win right there. It's like especially with the Hawks, they got the you know the young guard, uh, Trey, and it's like they're just building on top of him. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, they also got I believe you're gonna say it later, Capella. So it's like you got a young Trey, young Capella, two picks. Oh man, they're coming with something. They're coming. They're, they're coming. coming. They're they're rebuilding. They're coming with something. They're rebuilding. As soon as they got Trey, they're like this our player. Now we gotta go. Yeah. Uh, so between between that trade, I got I got the winners as the Kings only because they got rid of. Uh, 
of Dwayne Dedman's contract, which was, which was terrible. Yeah. And and they got Jabari Parker. He's always hurt, but that's still 15 points per game. That's still if a he solid stay, player. If he could stay healthy, he'll be nice. Yeah. yeah. And Dwayne Dedman uh, was, was on a three-year $40 million contract, and he's played two games this season. Crazy. <laughs> Getting crazy. overpaid. Overpaid. Okay, okay. The next trade is a three-team trade between the Clippers, the Kings, and the Wizards. So the Clippers got Isaiah Thomas from the Wizards, Marcus Mo- Marcus Morris from the Knicks. The Kings got Mo Harkless from the Clippers, 2020 first-round pick from the Clippers, 2020, uh, 2021 first-round pick from the Clippers as well, and the 2021 second-round pick from the Clippers, but it came from it came from the Pistons. Mm-hmm. The Wizards got Jerome Robinson from the Clippers, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> so what you thinking? Yeah, the Wizards definitely uh, fail on that one. Definitely uh, fail. <laughs> um, not that he's a you know a bad player. It's just like other players. Yeah, it's like, like dude, you just you kind of just shot yourself <laughs> in the foot a little bit. Um, with the Knicks, I mean, Mo Harkless is dope. Don't get me wrong. But those twenty twenty picks really come in handy, and you said three picks, right? Yeah, they got they got yeah. See, they got they can build they can build their, for the future. They're building yeah, for the they future. can build for the future. Um, they're gonna need to get some like superstar in there, you know, that's not already there. But we'll see what happens with that. Clippers winner, I think they're winner. But for me, it's Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Clippers are a defensive team. Isaiah and an offensive team, but. Their defense is like just impeccable, especially with Pat Bev. You know what I mean? Just like with that kind of leadership on the floor, it's just like, who are you? And uh, Kawhi, you gonna need you gonna need another dog out there, somebody who's a role player. And no offense, but somebody with size and Isaiah Thomas, he brings great offense. Just on the defense, I'm scared end. about that defensive end. Yeah, more so on the other hand. That dude's a beast. That dude's, <laughs> that dude's a, beast. a beast. He's gonna fit in great right on well. that team. Because you got the superstars who are going to just, you know, help him go along with it and just help him as he, you know, progresses and whatnot. Um, and he's, like I said, he's a beast. He's a dog. He wants that. He wants to make you look bad. He wants to dunk on you. He wants to, <laughs> he wants to play hard. You know, he's like another Draymond, but more meaner. <laughs> and every championship team needs a player like yeah. that. Every yeah. championship team needs a player that will go out there and do the dirty work. And, and in this case, you got... A couple players on the Clippers were like that. <laughs> a couple, a couple of them. Okay, okay. So, so yeah. So I have the Clippers as as the winner clearly because they got who they wanted in Marcus Marcus Morris and Isaiah Thomas. And I guess you can you can use Isaiah Thomas as trade value in summer. Yeah, I go into one of the seasons. Yeah, I, honestly, I think Isaiah could be he could be a nice piece, but this is that defense for me. That's all that that I really like can't see. Come off the bench for yeah, scoring, especially like he's been injured a couple times. Like, is his body slowing down? Is he going to be in shape to be able to, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. We'll see. There you go. Okay. For, so, for the next uh, next trade, we got another te- three-team trade between the Grizzlies, the Heat, and the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. So, the Grizzlies got Deion Waiters, which they waived, <laughs> Justice Winslow from the Heat, and Gorgie Dang from the Wolves. Why'd they wave him? I didn't know they waited. They just they he can't stay off the weed. That's really the problem. He can't stay off the weed. But he's so nice. He's so ass. nice. And he can't stay off the weed. Because he was getting in trouble in Miami as well. And the Heat got Andre Iguodala from the Grizzlies, Jay Crowder from the Grizzlies, and Solomon Hill from the Grizzlies. 
He won. Yeah, he won. The, he the won. Timberwolves got James Johnson on the Heat. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. If Dion was, you know, wasn't lit, that would be a nice <laughs> win too. But okay, so what you think is so the Heat won clearly, right? Um, I really like that one as far as the Heat winning because, I mean, you know, I'm a Warriors fan, so like Andre, I just want the best for him, and he clearly didn't want to be there. He hasn't. He didn't want to play for the organization. Um, I definitely agree with him and not playing with the organization. Um, just because I just don't believe in the the Grizzlies play style and the yeah. way they run things. But I'm glad that he got out of there. Jay Crowder, that man's a beast. That's, so that feel fit perfect in that system. Yeah, so it's like to be on that addition, like they just they just strengthen their numbers. Exactly. And then Solomon Hill, he's a really good role player. You know, we'll Come see. Come off the bench. Yeah, we'll see what happens with him. But I think he'd make a great sixth, maybe seventh man. We'll see. Yeah. Same, yeah. I got for me. I got you. You the Heat was fourth in the East. Yeah. You just add Andre Iguodala's leadership, his somebody defense, who's been there, who's shooting. been a superstar exactly. and been a champion and an MVP in the championship. Like he got that. that. He's leadership. a veteran. He's yeah. a veteran for that team. That leadership is just gonna take them to a whole new level. And, and honestly, Andre Iguodala got a bag this year. He yeah. took time off. <laughs> Got paid thirty million for two years. Yep. What scares me with Andre Iguodala is his age. No, his motivation. His okay. age, his age could could have been like something scary, but one, he's just an athlete. Two, he's just he's just a dog. He makes the right decisions, and three, um, you know, it's just like you said, the leadership. So like, he's gonna play that. That's gonna be like his major role. But like, how bad does he want it? He already got his championship. He's already getting paid. You know, people can look at that, oh, yeah, that's a win. But then I look at it and I go, feels me, I think I'd be a little too comfortable. You know, it'd be like I don't have much to fight for because, shoot, I'm getting 30 million. I already got the MVP and the championship over LeBron. No offense. <laughs> but it's just like now I feel like, you know, I'm the man. So do I want it as bad as when I didn't have any of that? Yeah. Do I want it as bad as when I was only getting paid? Let's say ten million, you know, five million. Who cares, you know? Just, I think he's gonna have to take his head from, I'm I'm doing great to okay, I gotta do better. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and he's thirty six, so in two years he's gonna be thirty eight. Yep. So that two year thirty million, I don't, I don't, Pat Riley might be regretting that. Yeah, but not just, this year. This year he'll, <laughs> this year he'll be happy about that. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see some good things come out of him. I was happy to see him dress up though. I'm just happy the Grizzlies were able to get rid of his contract and get rid of him. Yeah, because that was causing issues, especially with like the young guy like Jay Morant, who like, or is it Ja or Jay? Ja. Ja yeah. Morant. It's like, first of all, he wants to play. Yeah. Second of all, he wants to dunk on everybody. everybody. Like he wants to make you look bad, even if you're a friend, even if you're the king. <laughs> if he, I bet you, if he got the chance to dunk on LeBron, he would try. You know what I mean? So it's like he got that dog in him. Yeah, like green yeah. Like So Memphis. it's like when you got somebody like that. Like you never know what what tomorrow's promise, injury, whatever. So we're gonna have to get a team that's willing to work with him right now, right then. Honestly, probably for the next two or three years, this would be their first and like biggest chance at like making the playoff run. Yeah. Because everybody's so fresh, everybody's not like they haven't got used to that like that losing culture that they've been going through. So it's like, okay, you know what? Let's step it up right now and go full speed and see what we can do instead of, you know, just winding down and you know, catering to people who don't want to play on the team. You know what I mean? And you seen the thing with Dylan Brooks and John Morant with Dylan Brooks. He uh, They asked him about Andre Iguodala, and yeah. he said 
he was like, I just wish he gets traded so he could show him what Grizzlies about. Yep. And then Steph Curry posted a picture of Andre Iguodala. Yeah, that was funny. Though. That was funny. Though. And then Ja posted a Kevin Dur- KD. <laughs> Oh, man, I hate that. Like, I love it and I hate it. Like, I love the... Because that's, like, good. That's sportsman-like yeah. hostility right there. Like, you want that. Because nobody wants to get in the game where nobody has beef. You know, you want two dogs to be on the floor who hate each other. Like, and when uh, Steph reached out to him, or whoever reached out to who, and they be- they squashed the beef or whatever, it was kind of like, oh, you know, that's good. We love that. But it was like, damn, I, I wish they would kept court. that. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, I want to see him on the court. Like that Russell and KD beef, like when KD had first went to the Warriors. But that was bad. Every that was... game, I was tuned in just to see that. <laughs> that was like, wasn't it Russ, KD, and wasn't it also Russ and Pat Bev? Yeah, bro, they, yeah, yeah, but that that was a couple years before even KD went to the okay, Warriors. Okay, yeah, that was like, I don't know what that was. Like that was like some grown man. Like there was some off the court. Yeah, like y'all need court. to hurry up and settle y'all shit because <laughs> y'all look like y'all about to beat each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So for the next trade, we got the trade between the 76ers and the Warriors. So 76ers got Alec Burke and Glenn Robson the third. The Warriors got 2020 second round pick from the Mavs that came from the Sixers. Uh, 2020 second round, 2021 second round pick that came from the Nuggets. And the 2022 second round pick that came from the Raptors. So what do you, you think about this one? I think, um, I think you can go both ways yeah. as far as like... Win for, you know, the 76ers. 76ers because they get two young players. And they got experience in the winning organization. Like, yeah, the Warriors are, like, you know, struggling right now. But th- everybody knows it's their rebuilding season. So it's like the fact that they were in that organization and around, like, certain people like, you know, uh, Steve Kerr, who's won. Who's you won know, at the highest level. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Who's played with the best and this and that. And it's, it's not kinda, like Curry not around here. Yeah. Curry's still coming yeah, around. so like they've been getting tips and stuff. So yeah. it's kind of like now they can bring that over to the 76ers, which is really good. And like I said, they're young, so they got so much potential. Trading value is going to go up. And to be honest, those two, they're only going to get better. So we'll probably see one of them being a superstar pretty yeah. soon. Honestly, they both have the potential. Like, I love watching Glenn Robinson play. Burks, I like watching him play when he's in the game, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like, you know, he has to step it up a little more. But Glenn Robinson, that, that, he can be a dog, you know what I mean? Um, he he can be the, a player. With the Wizards, like, or, I'm sorry, with the Warriors, like, that whole, like, uh, just rebuild a season comes to mind where, like, they get the draft picks and whatnot and all that stuff. So, to me, it's just like, they got what they wanted. You know, they weren't necessarily looking for players right now they're looking for the future and they can turn around and give those picks away for somebody better exactly. if they want to you know exactly so. yeah that's that's what i got i mean i got the winners as a 76er but it's not really a loser in this one yeah. i got the winner i got the 76ers as winners just because they got they got alec Berg, which shoots 37 percent from deep and that's what the sixers need right now they need shooting they need shooting yeah. they got glenn robson the third who shoots 40 percent from three so I mean, I feel, I feel like that's a great fit for their team because that's what they needed. They needed shooters to surround Joel, Ben. So we gonna I'm going to say right now, I think Joel is probably the best. My favorite big man. Him and Cat. It's hard to say between the two. My favorite big man in the league right now. He's just lazy, yeah. to be honest. With you. Who, Joel? Joel. Yeah. Joel yeah. is just too lazy. And you see it when he doesn't. When, when he, he lazy. Tries, yeah, when he really you see tries, that shit. over. Yeah. Him and Cat are like my favorite. But yeah. I definitely agree with you on that one. Uh, 
But the it's like how you said it's not really a loss for the Warriors because yeah. they're just stacking up these picks. Yeah. They did like two trades like this where all they took was picks. Yeah. And they're, they're probably gonna be like I sum up their sleeve. Yeah, I'm all sure they tra- do. All these like, picks. Yeah. Every everybody always has like a secret plan to it. Just hope they you know everybody can fulfill that. I think with the Seventy uh, Sixers uh, also, they kind of already have like a solid like three. You know, now they just got added two new role players yeah. who can come off the bench. Or one of them who can start, you know what I mean? It's like, even when, you know, you think about it that way, it's like, they they won, and they just, I don't see any loss in that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, the Warriors, they just didn't get numbers, and that's okay, too, so. Moving on moving on to the next one, we got a trade between the Timberwolves and the Warriors, so, this is the famous one, this is the, the Timberwolves got D'Angelo Russell, Jacob Evans, and Amari Spillman, the Warriors got Andrew Wiggins, 20, 21st, Protected first round pick and a 2020, 2021 second round pick. Okay, so talk, this talk one, to me. Talk to me. This one, like, I had some issues about only because Amari Spellman, love him, love watching him. I think he's going to be a dog. He reminded me of, like, a little less aggressive uh, Charles Barkley. Not that he's undersized or anything like that. Just, like, he could be more of a dog. You know what I mean? And I feel like. I feel like it's a good thing that he left because I don't think the Warriors can bring that dog out of him because the Warriors aren't full of dogs. You know what I mean? They're yeah. full of role players. When you think about these last couple of years, nobody was ever a dog. Even KD wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm going to just dog you. You know what I mean? You need somebody. You need him to go on a team. I wouldn't even say the Timberwolves. I think he needs to be on a team where, you know, it's like the Clippers. The Clippers, yeah. <laughs> the Clippers. Where somebody's going to yell at you. If you don't dunk on yeah. him, if you lay it up, they're just going to yell at you. Like, nah, fuck a layup, dunk on him. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think he's going to need somebody to bring that fire out of him. Um, Jacob, Jacob Evans. Evans, like I say, like the other two Warriors that we discussed, he's a role player. He can come off the bench really well. I think he has a lot of potential in him. But I, I, part of me doesn't think that we should have traded him just yet. I feel like... He had a lot more potential as far as being a warrior. But in his career, I feel like this was a bad move for him. Uh-huh. And I hate to say it, but it was. D'Angelo Russell, I'm going to be very honest. I was very skeptical when he first came to the Warriors. Because just a persona that like I used to see when like a couple years ago. No, not even the Lakers. Nets. The Nets. It's just like he was like just a guy who just, to me, I thought he was like full of himself and... He just wanted the glory and this and that. But I was definitely proven wrong watching this season and just watching how he was taking, one, he was taking on that leadership role, and two, he was taking on that, like, uh, that passive, like, okay, I'm going to listen to these leaders role. You know what I mean? It's like he became a leader and a student. And I think that the fact that I didn't see the student in him was where I was scared of for the Warriors. Now that I see, like, he could be a student of the game, a student of successful players. Now I'm just like, okay, we we could have made something out of him, but he basically would have been another Clay Thompson. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like he would have been a waste of a talent yeah, on the team. Yeah, as soon as everyone comes back, he would have been a waste of talent. And it's just like you would you would eventually had two people battling at the same position. We probably would have lost Clay Thompson because you know he felt like he would have been wanting to stay in. D'Angelo wouldn't want to take the backseat. Yeah, and like it would have been nice if like you could think of it as. Clay Thompson, when he gets tired, come off the bench. You put D'Angelo in, who's also a starter. That would have been so nice. And but you got Curry in there, too. Yeah, so it's like, realistically, though, that just wouldn't have happened. So, I, I feel we had to get rid of him. Wiggins. 
What'd you I think? like I like him. I think Wiggins can be a dog. I think he can be a scoring monster. These last seasons, he's been like, he literally has been going downhill, like, not even like uphill. It's like downhill, but kind of like just staying at the same level. I thought to be, at the beginning of the season when he was playing good, I was like, yep. Yeah, this is that's what I thought this too. I was, I was like, like this damn, he's blowing he's up. Really balling. He's blowing up, and then stop. And I just don't know if he just like found out he was gonna be traded. I don't know what made him stop, like some personal things. But I think that for us, it can be a okay. Maybe somebody, somebody we know has, and I say we as the Warriors, somebody has like interest in him, and we're gonna be able to trade him later on for something better. Or maybe we want to keep him on because he could be a good role player to go with that five. You know, if we don't have somebody starting or to come off the bench. And with him being like a passive aggressive kind of person, I think he'd be okay with taking the bench, coming off, and being our sixth man. Being the leader be, of the bench. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a really good sixth man. He'd be like, to me, he'd be like a better Sean Livingston. Yeah. Except Wiggins is very versatile. You know, he can be, sometimes he could, yeah, sometimes he can be a good defensive good, you know, guy, but. What I'm looking at is like his offensive. You know, he's a he's a, he's a dog. For the last couple of years, we haven't had somebody who's ready to bang up down low. Pascal and him, I can see them both banging down low. And he's very like he's very crafty. You know, he's not he's not like a shooter like D'Angelo, but we don't need that. Yeah, we have two of the, the, <laughs> the best greatest shooters. Yeah, you know, it's like two of the best shooters. So it's like we don't need that. What we need is somebody who's gonna say, "Give me the ball, I'm going in." You know what I mean? But we also need a role player. And I think these last couple of years, seeing the way he's playing, like I can see him being a role player if he's like okay with that. But it all comes back to if he's gonna be on board or not. Yeah. So I think I'd say like the Warriors kinda got like they didn't win in this one unless he steps it up and he proves us wrong. But I definitely say uh the six is one. Yeah. That's yeah. That, that, that's what I have. So I have I have the Timberwolves is winning just because the Timberwolves, they right. got they got Carl Anthony Towns. They got D'Angelo Russell to Carl Anthony Towns. That's what that's all they wanted. They had just did that Slam magazine with him and Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. The, those two and Devin Booker and Carl, Carl Anthony Towns was saying that he was he was getting impatient, doesn't like losing. Minnesota was about to lose Carl Anthony Towns, and but they were able to bring D'Lo. So now I think they keep I both of those friends. Right. Yeah, they're like best friends. Yeah. They played a all the all these kids nowadays are like best friends. They played AAU and everything together. Yeah. So I think that the Timberwolves won because yes, they got D'Angelo Russell, but they kept Carlton Towns because he would. I think he would have left eventually after losing. Yeah. He would have got tired because he's he's playing great. He's not the reason they're losing. So, but that that lack of shooting, how you mentioned, is exactly what bothers me on the Warriors uh, and with Andrew Wiggins. So Andrew Wiggins is a thirty percent shooter from the three. Which is like it's not horrifically terrible. It's not as bad as Westbrook's twenty twenty three percent. Compared to exactly program needs exactly compared to what the Warriors need. The Warriors are a shooting team, which is it could work or it could not work. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see. But I just don't think that with Andrew Wiggins shooting thirty percent from deep, like he's gonna be able to play that three. Mm -hmm. But maybe off the bench, maybe when they they run five like sub fives at a time, and then when you have that shooting lineup out. You have Andrew Wiggins in there, and now it forces it forces the Timberwolves to become like a shooting team because the Andrews is going to bring that shot. Yeah. So anybody who's going to be in that game is going to also have to bring the same kind of tenacity from that three point line because if you try to go in like 
that's that's Carl Anthony's, you know, that's his territory. Yeah, he's beating you don't, up. You really don't need to go in like that. But I don't know. I just feel like we're gonna see a really better season with Cat and his team, and especially now that he's happier. Like and that makes the whole difference. Exactly. You know, him being happy. Him being happy. So it's like him wanting to actually hoop. Yeah, that and that goes right back into Wiggins. Like, does he want to hoop? You know, does he want to be there? Does he want to change and? be the dog that we all know he could be. That's the crazy thing. We he all has see potential. We him. all see, yeah. It's like, what's going on that's preventing him, you know what I mean? But, I don't know. We'll see. This is going to be, like, really fun next couple of uh, months to see. And then next year is going to, like, <laughs> draft and Oh, my God. It's a race. It's now that crazy. Once All-Star Weekend ends, after this weekend, it's a race to yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, it's, it's a race to the playoffs. All friends, all relationships, that shit don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, uh, who was it? Oh no, I'm sorry. I feel like we needed to get a big though. See, that's the that's the thing I'm thinking. So another thing you guys could do, the Warriors could do, is they could use Andrew Wiggins to ship him for a big because they just got rid of Willie Collinson to the Mavs. Yeah. They needed him because they just lost to White Powell. Yeah. But if they could ship, because Andrew Wiggins is a great player, you can if he you put him in the right system, that's an all star. That's a superstar. See, and when I say a big, I'm talking about like I think we need like an MB, MB, like MB, kind of player. I think MB to go to the Heat. Yeah. <laughs> totally off topic. I, if bro. he goes to the Heat, that'll be crazy. <laughs> I'll be very like, wow, I, that's damn. <laughs> that'll be over. That'd be kind of nice though. That'll take a whole lot of load off of Iggy. <laughs> His knees, you know, he getting old. <laughs> but yeah, they need. Yeah, I think the Warriors need to get a big ASAP, and yeah. I think that. Trading Andrew Wiggins would be the way to get it. A solid big, at least. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, moving on to the next one. So, this one, we got the four-team trade with the Hawks, the Nuggets, the Rockets, and the Timberwolves. So, I'm going to go ahead and read off with who who each team got. So, the Hawks got Clint Capella from the Rockets, Nene from the Rockets, which they waived. They waved Nene. Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't know they waved his ass. Yeah. (laughs) The Nuggets got Shabazz Napier from the Wolves. Okay, Napier. Keontae Bates Diop from the Wolves, Gerald Green from the Rockets, which they waived. Well, they got, uh, why did they wave him? Man, I don't know. Gerald Green is a That's great a pickup, role player. Yeah. He's a great role mm. player. His, his career high is like 15, 15 points per game, shooting 36% from deep. It's a great, that's a great player yeah, to pick he's up. he's a really good role player. Uh, the Nuggets also got Noah Vallon from the Wolves and the 2020 first-round pick from the Rockets, which probably won't even be yeah. that good. The Rockets got Jordan Bell, Robert Covington, from the Wolves and the twenty twenty four second round pick from the Hawks that came from the Warriors. They got Jordan Bell, they Covington, Bell. okay, role player. And then the Timberwolves got Malik Beasley from the Nuggets, Evan Turner from the Hawks. Man, Juancho Her Hermanis from the from the from the from the Nuggets. And they got Jared Vanderbilt from the Nuggets as well, and the twenty twenty first round pick from the Hawks that came from the Nets. Damn, talk to me. You need a second in you to uh, hear that. Shoot. Talk to me. I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, go, go, okay. you go. Can you talk to me? Talk to me. It's a lot. God damn. It's a big, big, big trade. I think so, the Capella thing was stupid. I think, I think the biggest winner, the Hawks. Because yeah. it's kind of like how the Timberwolves, the Hawks, when they got Clink, they kept Trey. I mean, of course, Trey isn't going to leave next year, but Trey doesn't want to lose forever. Yeah. Trey isn't willing to lose forever. So getting Clink, Trey is great. The NBA is a pick and roll league now, so Clint and Trey can run pick and rolls. You can't go under because Trey's pulling that every single time right. if you go under. Right. 
So I guess you could roll with him, but then now they have the lobs. Yeah. They, can, they can throw the lob to Clint, which I think is great. Those lobs make the game so much harder. It's so much harder. And I think that makes the Hawks so much better because before they, before they had Clint, no, no disrespect, they had Damian Jones and John Collins. No disrespect, but they're not on Clint's they're level. Not, yeah. And the, the Timberwolves, I like them picking up Malik Beasley because mm-hmm. that's a good backcourt with D'Lo. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think the Hawks got the, the, the biggest win out of this. I say the Hawks um, for a couple reasons. Uh, one, like you said, Capella being young and you know just him with uh, Trey is gonna be nice. Um, Nene, I mean, he waved. He's waved, but he's a that's a good. Put him I'm on saying the bench. He's, a, he's a good leadership. He's he brings a lot of like not enthusiasm, but like a lot of. Uh, uh, he been on, he's been in it, the league for a while. He's yeah, a let's just call it dog mentality. Yeah. You know, he brings a lot of leadership in that way, and. I know if there's anybody who's on that team that's gonna be like you know, get your ass moving. It's gonna be him. Yeah. You know, because you see you see him in the game. Like sometimes I thought he was gonna hit somebody. <laughs> you know, it's, but sometimes that's good. You know, sometimes you need that that person. Like when we hoop, you know, sometimes we need somebody to be like, Mike, get, get back you. on defense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can take him, and then like you got a young guy like Trey is just like. Trey's gonna just listen to him. You know, hopefully he's gonna be a student to him, and that that's a good thing. I mean, yeah, Nene was never, like, you know, a champion and shit like that, but sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes you just this need to have been around, you a know better, what I mean? yeah. So, I mean, look at Iggy. He was around for a while before he became a champion, you know what I mean? So, um, I got, so for the losers. I'll say, yeah, uh, who you got for? I got, I got the losers. I got the Rockets. Yeah. So, yeah. who's like, that big now? Let me talk uh, to you. Let me, let me tell you something. So, the Rockets, I, I don't know who they're going to run as a big now, yeah. but... If you, out of all their players, who they've ran these past couple games, it's been either Robert Covington as the as the center or P.J. Tucker. Mind you, Robert Covington is 6'7", P.J. Tucker is 6'5". Yeah. The Rockets are in fifth in the West right now, okay? Yeah. So the teams ahead of them are the Jazz. Let's see, let's see who the Jazz got. Jazz Rudy nice. Gobert, 7'1". That's nice. The Clippers are ahead, are ahead of the Rockets. Who do the Clippers have? Zubak, 7 feet tall. Paul George, 6'8". Kawhi, 6'7". Montrez Harold, 6'7". The Nuggets. Harold's only 6'7"? Harold's only 6'7". He looks huge. The Nuggets. Jokic, 7 feet tall. Jokic's nice, bro. <laughs> Michael Porter. I love some Jokic. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr., 6'10". Mason Pumley, 6'11". Jeremy Grant, 6'8". Doesn't really play, this next guy doesn't really play much. Bull Bull, 7'2". Doesn't play much, yeah. but you put someone 7'2", when they're the tallest player, 6'5". <laughs> that's a bucket See, every time down court. My, my thing is, like, because I know PJ could, like, he could play that big, you know. He can, for some reason, like, because I even seen James Harden on a couple of bigger, you know, oversized guys, and it's just, like, they play very well on bigger opponents. Yeah. And then when you flip it around, sure, like, they're going to have that size difference, you know, being on offense and whatnot, and they're going to have to, like, just kind of spread just a little more. They already play spread ball regardless. Exactly. You know, James Harden already brings people out from the three-pointer, so that's one extra guy. Uh, Russ is constantly moving, <laughs> so that's another extra guy. So now, essentially, you have you know, a ball handler who can see the whole floor and see where to go and what to do, and you got a guy like James Harden with the ball. It's dangerous because James Harden is a beast. He's an offensive monster. you got to pay. He literally changed the game just by doing a step back. You know, and I remember when everybody was, including me, was like, that's travel, that's travel. That little hook, too. Yeah, you know, and it's like, you look at it, and you're just like, wait, that's not travel. That's like, that's legit. 
he's smart for him to be able to like think that through and really practice it. And he's just somebody who just really wants to play ball and win. You he can gets tell. buckets. Yeah, he, he just gets, gets buckets. He gets, his, he gets his shots too. Like don't don't get me wrong, there's a ratio, but I mean when you're putting a fifty back to back to back, and you got another, you got Russ putting up a triple double, literally back to back. It's like you don't really, you just you just keep doing you what just you're keep doing. doing exactly. Like Capella definitely is a is a loss for them, I think, especially with that size, but. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't getting it done. Yeah, I, I've been. I've been watching the Rockets game. Just I've been interested to see how they're gonna play it. And they're just. They're running a lot. They're running a clearly small ball, but they're okay with giving up a bucket because they're just. They're just gonna trade baskets all game, and that's what they're gonna do. And I think they're running more of like a Warriors small ball. But the thing is, like, they don't have Stephen Curry. They don't have Klay Thompson. They don't have none. They have. And they don't Russ, scramble. They have Russell Westbrook, a twenty three percent shooter from. Three. Yeah. How do you want to play small ball and threes with him? Yeah. You know, but I, I, but I do understand though because like in a way, Clink was he was showing a, like a lot of traffic in the paint, mm-hmm. and Westbrook who would get to the hoop, he can't dunk on right. five people. You know, he could dunk on one or two, he can't dunk on everybody. Right. So I feel like Westbrook told total organization was like, I can't work with Clink. I can't work because Clink only left when Westbrook came. Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah, I didn't hear no rumors or no nothing when it was James over there. It was just James because he was just throwing lives. But I just they weren't that, driving in as much. Yeah. yeah, and I just think that James being left-handed and Russ being right-handed, they come to the paint, clinks in there. It's just traffic jam, and yeah. and now they actually run a they run a five out the entire to have nobody yeah. in paint. Which, and I think the issue with that though is like now you're building your organization around a Westbrook, which you can do. But you're gonna, yeah, I'm saying, but I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't just like that's what OKC tried to do, and they had some good, you know, they had a good run, they made it to the playoffs, you know, back to back, but it's just like, shit, he's not the player you build around, yeah, don't don't get me wrong, he's a great regular season player, but he can't win in the postseason, honestly. And I think it's just because the way they're using, I think the Rockets have used him the best since he first came into the league, but that's because they had to, you know, yeah, it's like now you can get the ball out of his hands because he clearly is not the decision maker. But as a slasher, pff, he's unstoppable. Like you said, he's dunking on people. He's not laying it up. He's not like he's that he's guy. Another John Morant. John yeah. Morant needed to talk he, to him. Yeah, actually, you know John that's, Morant needed to talk that's to another him. comparison that I, I was going to tell you about. Like, did you hear about that? That's nice. That I was like, because they were making comparisons. I was like, they say like Luca and uh, who was it, Dirk and you know. And I looked at that one. I was like, you know what? That actually fits. John Morant is just and like Westbrook. another Westbrook. Now Westbrook clearly comes with more tenacity and whatnot, but John Morant's first year, yeah, you know what it's I mean? first it's like, year. Let him, let him, yeah. let him, let him get, let him get going. That would be, bro. Give him a chance. <laughs> Give, I think Westbrook in his prime. He probably still is in his prime the way he's playing, and like John Morant, a couple years, put them a one on one, bro. Oh my That's God, that would be that would be. Filthy. The rim is gonna be sad. Yeah, bro. for real. Boom. That rim's gonna be like stop, <laughs> <laughs> stop, please. <laughs> But man, so like I was saying, it's just like the Rockets are now extremely undersized, and the Lakers right now first first in the West. AD six six ten, Javale McGee seven feet, LeBron six nine, Dwight Howard six ten, Kyle Kuzma six eight. The crazy thing is, you don't even need to bring up the size; you just say those names, exactly. and it's like the world trembles. Like <laughs> exactly, and the, and the Lakers are leading the league in blocks right now with seven yeah. blocks per game. So we, I just don't understand like how the Rockets is going. I mean, we are gonna see though, cause I mean they 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 I feel like they did this more to run the team around Westbrook and James Harden clearly, but I just don't know. 
I think they're going to get too tired. You know, on the in a seven-game series when you play against the Lakers, you're banging up against AD every night, JaVale, LeBron, Dwight, and you're only 6'7". The way I think they're going to play AD is the same way I play them is with strength. You get somebody like Zion guarding AD or like PJ strong as fuck. You got to admit that. You get somebody guarding like, like, like that guarding them, like, then you probably could keep them all, you know, with bat, uh, box outs and whatnot, but AD's also somebody who moves. He does yeah. not stop moving, so it's like, you're not only going to have to, like, muscle him up a little bit, now you got to move with him. And PJ can't... They've been doubling the post. I've been watching Rocket. They yeah. double the post, but they yeah. have to. Yeah. Every time the ball gets thrown in the post, small. you got to double the post to Honestly, get a kick out. With the, I think uh, their better chance would have been to get um, Capella on the treadmill. Get him moving. Get, get him, him moving. Because like Capella AD. with his body, he can be another AD if yeah. you use him right. But I think that, honestly, I think the Warriors should make a trade for Capella. You think the Warriors should make a trade for Capella? If you think about it, that's really the kind of big they Trae need. Young, somebody young. right now. He's like, huh? no. Trae yeah. Young's like, no, please. <laughs> Trae Young's like, I just got him. That's really like a kind of big you want. Like, you got somebody as long that's as AD. Be. Somebody who's young and who's willing to listen. And somebody who comes from a winning system. The Rockets, okay, they they weren't like champions, but they made it to playoffs. You know, mind you, the Warriors knocked them out, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> every time. But you know, it's like shit. The Warriors, you know, what the Warriors need hey, Kristaps, Kristaps, Kristaps Porzingis. So? Yes, he can I, run the center and he can still shoot. Yeah, but the thing with Porzingis, I I think he's overhyped. You think he's overhyped? I think he's. I think drastically overhyped. I think that. His career is falling off due to Luca, because all he's doing right now is just setting Luca screens and rolling to the hoop. He's so much better than that. He's not yeah, just you like can, a, you can definitely build an organization around Porzingis. Yeah, for he's sure. so much yeah. better than just that, and I just his career is going to waste. I can see honestly. I think Luca's overhyped too. Luca, and not not that like they don't get buckets. Like both of them get buckets. Yeah, both of them have had some defensive stops that looked amazing. However, they both don't really get defense. Really, you know, what yeah. I mean? it's like. I hate to say this, but get somebody like fucking Pat Bev, same height as Luca get on him. You know what I mean? It's like, then we'll see, like, because with LeBron, like, you can't argue that he's not the greatest because he's played the best and came on top. You know what I mean? Now, mind you, we won, you know. Oh, you know, these last oh God. <laughs> but, like, you can't argue that, like, when people like Draymond or people like AD get people their size and they play them, they win. You know what I mean? Luca really hasn't had anybody in a shit like that. Yeah. And when he has, like, LeBron guarding him, he's not crafty, like, the way... People are letting him do that shit, you know what I mean? With uh, Porzingis, nobody's that big to be able to guard him yet. AD's, like, the closest person who's versatile, can move, and this and that. And he's, like, the best shot of, like, locking him down, but... AD doesn't have that dog mentality. I feel like he don't, yeah. You're going to need somebody he with really a dog care mentality. About, yeah. not that, it's not that he doesn't care. I yeah. just feel like AD is just kind of oh, a lot more like nonchalant yeah. about a lot of things. Exactly. You need that dog mentality In against yeah. somebody who has a like who has that kind of skill. You need them to go head-to-head. And then if that person comes out on top, like if Luka came out on top with somebody who could bang around with him like LeBron, then I'd be like, okay, this dude, he has it. But so far what I see... Nobody's playing him, and he said it was harder. And I do believe it's harder. He to said score. it's harder in the year. He know? said that his rookie year. That's so. Yeah. That's so much disrespect that's to the NBA. Crazy. That's so much disrespect. And to like the NBA. I was just like when he said that, I thought people were gonna come for him, but <laughs> nobody's came for him. There you have it, everybody. Thank you uh, for tuning in. We got Mike Denzel with us here today. Yeah, baby. We were just we were just <laughs> talking about some winners and losers from the trade deadline and clutch talk out.
After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. <laughs> Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.